Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. It's a Wednesday, so that means I'm talking to Mo DeKeel, who's got this great Cooper Cup touchdown uh, in the NFC Championship game background going on on a Zoom. Producer Brian Smith is with us. He is a Niners fan. Mo, do you want to say anything to Brian now that Brian is not on air and can't defend himself? No, I just, you know, I don't care enough to. This man is a, he is a bad man. He, he is, a, you do not want to cross this man, Mo DeKeel. And even Devin Booker wouldn't want to go across against him. Devin Booker, he went against the Nets. The Suns won 121 to 111 in the late showcase game on TNT. And uh, Book was pretty good. Pretty good's kind of an understatement. You know, 35 points on 23 shots. I thought he just, they weren't even the easiest shots. Some of the shots he were was hitting was really well contested shots. And, he makes it look effortless, Jared. I don't know what else to really say about it when you're looking at what he's doing. You know, 14 points in the first quarter, 6-7 to seven to start the game. Like, it's just frustrating as a defender. You're watching him and you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're playing solid defense. And he just needs, like, just the tiniest fraction of a room to get up. And that thing's going up and more likely going in. Like, he, it was a pretty impressive performance for him offensively with just the way he was shooting the ball and keep the Nets defense on his heels all night great mid-range came for him he had so many of those bully ball moves where he gets a shoulder into the guy 10 feet from the hoop and gets to that that jump that, that pull up from close range I mean there's just I can't think of anyone else in the league that really does it but he's just one of those guys that's so much fun to watch him take these like full-on jump shots from like eight feet from the hoop the guy just has the same shot everywhere on the court. You know, if he's taking a layup, he's still taking a, a, a straight up jump shot. He's just ruthlessly consistent, and he ended up 13 for 23 from the field. Chris Paul, nine for nine from the free throw line, 20 points, 14 dimes. He's just been unbelievable playmaking lately. Chris Paul's unbelievable. Like I, I, I think as amazing as Devin Booker is. I think Chris Paul is kind of the engine for this team in the sense if he dimes everybody out 14 tonight, I imagine he's, he's leading the league in assists is going to create a larger gap between him and James Harden after the game tonight. And I mean, Jared, you saw the no look pass and transition to, to Bridges. You saw that, right? Like thing of beauty, thing of beauty. It's almost a Picasso. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're doing these things. Like he's, he's doing the no look pass to the point that Patty Mills who is on Bridges, is looking away to going like, well, where'd the ball go? And then it turns out it's going to Bridges, and it ends up being an and one because Mills is now behind the play. Like, these are the things that Chris is doing out of the timeout. And it's not even that. It's 14 assists to just two turnovers. A 7-1 ratio, Jared. That's insane. It is insane. And uh, he was the guy feeding Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges had 27 points on 10 for 14 shooting. Didn't even hit that many threes. He only had one three. I mean, he was just attacking so well. He went six or seven from the line, and he had four times. Yeah, and just a lot of great cutting. 
you know, lots of great back cutting and, 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 and opportunities to kind of just slide into the lane when the defense is overloaded and focused on Booker and on CP. Like, just a lot of smart plays from everything that he's doing. I mean, he's one of the more fun off-ball players to watch. Forget about what he does defensively. He's a great defender. But watching him off-ball is getting more and more fun for me in these games. And you guys got to know that I am a nerd just because I literally love watching these dudes cut off and make the reads off the weak side and things like that. It's just opening up a lot of opportunities for everybody around the court. Bridges' game has grown so much over you know the past two years. Like It's just a lot of fun to watch. Okay, last thing from this game is Kyrie Irving. He had 26 points, 10 for 20 shooting. I, I love the way that they were just running everything through him in the second half. Obviously, it wasn't enough, and Harden 10 to 4 assists. The turnover ratio is good, but it's not going to be quite good enough. But what are you seeing from Kyrie as he's starting to get more games under his belt? I mean, I'm beginning to find the shake again. And what I mean by that is his just ability with his ball handling to kind of lose guys. You know, there's a play where... He gets a switch, and I think it's Alfred Payton on him. And granted, like, right, Alfred Payton, we're not going to talk about him like the most amazing defender. But then he works off the screen there, gets into the lane, and then finishes over. I believe it's it's McGee. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just trying to go off memory there. And it's just, like, amazing to watch. It's hypnotizing almost with the way he's dribbling and the way he works off the bounce. It's kind of the way a snake charmer plays in the sense of just kind of hypnotizes the defense and then he gets right into the lane. I mean, he's just phenomenal, man. Like the way he plays and things like that, it's a shame. We're only going to get to see him on road games as of now, but you're beginning to see his rhythm kind of come back to him a little bit. But Jared, here's the thing. This was definitely a game and it's as they have in their five losses so far, for Brooklyn in a row, you know, it's just another one of those games where it's like, damn, it's it's a different thing if they have KD on the court. You know, like that being the release valve to be able to go to him at the end of clocks makes a big difference for this Nets team. And I know I'm not breaking news. It's freaking KD. Yeah, he's good. He, he's, he's pretty good. You know, the Nets, they have stayed afloat as long as KD has been out there for a long time. They don't have him out there for a little while now. And uh, the float, the, the, buoy, the buoyancy seems to be out of the net. That's for sure. Out in Milwaukee, the Wizards made a nice comeback. Middle of the fourth quarter, Mo texts me, wow, they actually came back. Milwaukee's blowing this. And then Milwaukee blew it right back open. They win 112-98. to And, hey, Kyle Kuzma continues to play well with Bradley Beal out. He had 25 points on 11 boards. But Giannis with a very clean 33 points on 14 for 21 shooting, 15 boards, and 11 dimes. I mean, it's one of those games where, look, Milwaukee builds a 17-point lead. I'm looking at the game going like, man, it doesn't look like Washington has much going for him. Like, it really feels like this is going to be a blowout. I start flipping over to uh, the next game we're going to talk about, and I'm just thinking like, okay, cool. And then just by random chance, I check the score and go, oh, crap, Jared, <laughs> we got to go pay attention to this game now. <laughs> Washington has made a comeback. But it all stopped in the fourth quarter when Giannis decided, okay, I'm done playing around with these guys. 13 points. He was just unstoppable. You know, getting into the lane, getting into the attack. And I felt bad. I mean, there's a situation where Kuzma gets Giannis on a post-up. Nobody comes to help him. You know it's going to end up in a bad way. And one for Giannis. Yeah, I mean, this game got to the point that I think I heard the commentator say Mamoud Kelashvili at least four times. So we were definitely we were definitely a blowout territory. Uh, shout out, Sandro. But... 
you know, this was a really nice night for Drew Holiday. He had 22 points on 9 for 16 shooting. Middleton didn't have to do much, but there were those brief moments where he came through. It really seems like the Milwaukee offensive attack balance is just in perfect harmony right now. It's consistency that we're not getting from Milwaukee, right? It's either this or they have a night where they're getting their doors blown off by Denver. You know, granted, Denver's a very good team, but it's it's consistency level. Seeing that we need to see this on a more regular basis for us to start feeling more confident about Milwaukee, the defending champs, who also are still really good, but... With no Brooke Lopez, we're going to have a lot of questions about their defense and things like that. But even just kind of giving up a 17-point lead to a Washington team without Bradley Beal is not a great sign. It's something that you know you you wouldn't expect from them more often than not. And I and I think it's something you got to kind of just keep an eye on. I still trust the Bucks, but I just want to see this kind of on a, a more consistent basis. Last game for us, the Miami Heat, they were in control the whole game, and then the Raptors flipped it in the fourth quarter with Gary Trent going. He was going ham from deep. They win 110-106 at home in front of, like, two people in the stands. And uh, Jimmy Butler, he was playing. Bam Adebayo had a great game. He had 32 points and 11 boards. But Gary Trent Jr., game high, 33 points, 6 for 10 from deep. Oh, one of those two people was Drake, by the way. I don't, I, I'm sure you caught that, Jerry. <laughs> it's rare that I recognize who the, the hip-hop star is. But Gary Trent Jr. put on a performance for Drake. You know, this is also a team, just a few nights ago, these guys went to a triple overtime when these two teams matched up. So, you know, you knew you were gonna get, going to get a close one tonight. Gary Trent Jr. was phenomenal. I thought Fred Van Vliet, although didn't shoot it all that well, got to the line 11 times. Pretty impressive performance in the sense of this is how the Raptors play. They just stay in games over and over again. And their philosophy, it just feels like, hey, we just keep it close. And in the fourth quarter, we got you where we want you. You know, they, they're able to put up 30 points in the fourth quarter, really 60 for the half, which is something a little bit shocking that this Miami Heat team's given up 60 points in the second half. But, you know, they executed just enough down the stretch to pull away with this win. And this is a big win for them. Toronto, and I, I love that it was just Drake and Masai just chilling in the stands by themselves. It was really, of all the two people in the world for it to be, that was pretty perfect. But Toronto, they are really deep at the high end of their rotation. You know, they got five guys that are having really good offensive seasons. Defense looked pretty solid in this game. Toronto is, I don't know if climbing up the standings is the word, but they are positioning themselves to have the potential to move up the standings. After seeing this game against one of the top teams in the East, does this look like a representation of how they're going to be in the seconds or the third third of the season or whatever we're at at this point? You said a lot of different numbers there, Jared. That definitely <laughs> was not at all confusing. Is Toronto good? Yeah, thank you for just simplifying the question. You're a reporter. Make it easy. I get I get paid per word on these pods. That's oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, I think Toronto's good. I think they have a chance. This is who they are. This is about as good as they are. You know, maybe sneak into the top six, being into the six seed if a lot of things bounce right. A few teams, Brooklyn slide really continues for a long run and things like that. They might be able to sneak into there. But this is about the range where they are. And I think, you know, it's they are missing that one kind of just solid big man, another consistent scorer, Pascal Siakam tonight. Struggled a little bit from the field with how he was playing. It's, you know, finished with just... 16 points and 5 of 14 from the field, but was awesome on the boards with 14 rebounds. Need to get a little bit more help. They're playing about an eight-man rotation. I think they're about one, por- one person short from being 
going from just like, oh, pretty good to being, hey, they're, they're good. They are pretty good. And I think the show's good there. So let's end it. I'm Jared Weiss. He's Bo Keel, Brian Smith producing. This is the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA show. Take us out of here. Ding, ding.